even in very difficult situations that this rings true, that circumstances in and of themselves do not cause feeling. Good morning, greetings from Amsterdam. I'm Amy Leo, and you're listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. If you missed the past two episodes, I really invite you to go back. They were entitled The Most Important Thing You Could Ever Learn, and the second one was But I Don't Want to Talk About It. I invite you to go back to those because based on the conversation that we had in those two episodes, we can only draw one logical conclusion. And that is this, that circumstances do not create feeling. Now, this is not how we talk in our everyday life. We're always blaming circumstance. We blame traffic. We blame the weather. We also blame people in our lives. My partner is driving me crazy. My boss is giving me anxiety, right? We speak like this all the time, but that isn't really how human experience happens. So I'm going to share a pretty controversial study, and it's in the hopes to really hit home this notion for you that even in very difficult situations that this rings true, that circumstances in and of themselves do not cause feeling. So here it is. Even in instances of childhood sexual abuse, it has been found there is no inbuilt or inevitable outcome or set of emotional reactions. So the research is really pointing to the fact that human beings have incredibly varied experiences. Now, A great example would be you as the listener after you heard that information. I invite you right now to just check in with that voice in your head. Are you agreeing that this would make sense? Are you disgusted? Does it bring back anxious feelings for you when I talked about the study findings? Whatever it is for you is fine. I'm just pointing out the fact that every human being, including every listener of this show, lives in their own reality, essentially. You create your own meaning from things you come across in the outside world. For instance, if you think that what I was saying is that it's okay for people to abuse children, that is not what I said. Go back and listen again. The purpose of sharing this information was to point to the resilience available to human beings even when faced with such adversity as childhood sexual abuse. A common conclusion some people will also draw is that these findings must be hogwash because if they're true, then how could we have any criminal justice system for people that abuse children if, if they can be okay afterwards? And I'd like to play a little devil's advocate here that, again, that's, that's missing the interpretation of the findings. That's not the purpose of the research. And also, you know, 
Do you really think that people that have manipulated children for their own gratification, in that moment they were really caring about the mental well-being or well-being of the child anyway? So it's unlikely that these findings will cause more instances of childhood sexual abuse, right? But this is a, a conclusion that some people jump to based on what the findings mean for them, based on their individual interpretation, the way that their specific brains fill in the blanks of what I'm saying and extrapolate it to the future. So if circumstances, even if other people <laughs> do not make us feel anything, then what does? I think it's highlighted really well in this second study where participants who rated themselves as having the ability to rebound effectively from stress also demonstrated this physiologically. So essentially the primary factor in whether or not a person physiologically bounced back from a stressor was thought. Now I'm not talking about thought in a way that you're probably used to hearing about it. I'm not referring to positive thoughts, so I'm not talking about and defining thought in the same way that those in the positive psychology movement do. I'm also not talking about thought in the same way as the law of attraction. I'm offering a much wider vantage point of thought, so I'm going to differentiate my meaning by saying it's the principle of thought. The principle of thought is what allows someone to think in the first place. Now, from a scientific perspective, thought and consciousness are extremely complicated. There are a lot of unknowns, and that's not really a problem. If you think of driving a car, I can speak for myself, I don't know anything about the inner workings of a car. What I do know is that the gas pedal makes me go, the brake pedal stops the car, that I need to use the steering wheel in order to navigate my way around, make sure I don't hit things, and I need to go to the gas station every once in a while to fill up the tank with gas in order to make sure that that car is running efficiently. It's the same way for us as human beings. When we start to understand even in the big picture, simple terms, it's actually even more beneficial, I found, for people to understand the basics. And then you're able to troubleshoot whatever it is more effectively. So in this case, troubleshoot problems in your own life. Bounce back from stressors. Know that you are going to be okay, even if and when difficulties arise, because they will. And understanding how something works also allows you to maximize its potential. And that could be in your own life, following creative ideas and problem solving, even in the midst of really stressful situations. This is all immensely practical. Now, the principles of thought and consciousness, it sometimes seems for listeners like, what? If that's you, if you're confused... Or if you think you know this already, I'm just going to invite you to test this out in your own life. Stick on with us. In the next episode, we're going to talk more about the principle of thought and the principle of consciousness. And for now, what you can do is, you know, 
take a situation that's pretty consistent in your life, like maybe your job, and just notice your internal state, for instance, on a Friday versus a Monday, right? You know, not much has changed circumstantially, probably. You have the same boss, you have the same coworkers, you make the same amount of money, and yet the internal state of mind that you experience, how you feel about your job could be markedly different. So test that out. Have fun with that. I'll see it in the next episode. Again, my name is Amy Leo. If you want to find out more about me, you just got to go to amyleo.com. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep rocking.